Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your Source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 627 for the 24th of Av in a regular year. So today we are going to address one of the most popular questions in all of philosophy, something that philosophers have grappled with for literally centuries on end and still grapple with today, namely the question of what is the meaning of life? And what we are going to talk about is how this is actually the wrong question to ask. This is not the question people should be asking. The question that we should be asking instead is what is the purpose of your life? What are you here for? What are you here to accomplish? So usually people, in order to come to the second question of what is the purpose of my life, people usually come at it from the first question. People usually say to themselves, yes, of course, I want to know the purpose of my life, but I'll come to learn the purpose of my life through understanding life, through through coming to understand the meaning of life. Once I understand the meaning of life, then I'll know what my purpose is, right? Which kind of makes sense logically, if you think about it. But the ultra-rabba is actually going to teach us today that the purpose of your life is actually not based on meaning at all. It's not something logical and sensical. So what do I mean by this? Well, the ultra is going to teach us how indeed we all do have a unique purpose down here in this world that's very unique and individual to each one of us. I have my purpose, you have your purpose, your friend has their purpose, your neighbor has their purpose, your family has their own, each person in your family has their own purpose, and all of our purposes are very different and very specific and very unique. But the interesting thing about it is that what we'll learn, this is actually towards the end of the section today, is that these purposes are not based on anything logical. They're not based on any rhyme or reason. So it's not something, it's not, it's not based on meaning. This is not to say, this might sound like we're being very nihilistic in a sense that uh, life is meaningless. There's no point. Why are we here? That kind of thing. It's not that. It's that it's actually our purpose stems from a place which is beyond meaning, stems from a place which is super rational. It stems from a place within God where God shows our purposes, our particular uh, missions in life in this way that is above rhyme or reason, that is above even his own intellect. And the only way that we can kind of relate to this in our sense is in a, in a human sense is like when we think about a lottery, like when somebody, when you draw lots to see like who's going to win this particular prize, who's going to 
ride the car home or, you know, and be the designated driver, whatever it is. So when you draw lots, the lots have no meaning to them, right? But somebody gets chosen and it's almost like this, like super, you almost feel like there's like this supernatural power behind it because there really is, right? Because we know it, like if you've been learning Tanya, if you've been learning Chassidus at this point, then you really understand that everything is divined by God and God knows the future, God knows the past, the present, everything. So even when we have a physical lottery down here, well, it feels very random we know that God is pulling the strings. God is the one that is picking whoever gets chosen out of that. So there is God at play in that, but it's in a different way. It's in a super rational way than in then when people are chosen in this more logical way, right? That's like the whole basis of the story of Purim. Purim literally means lots. And it's this whole thing that the way that God was operating in that story of Purim was in this super rational way. It was a very, it's a very miraculous story but God's name isn't actually found in there because the way that he behaves in that story is in a way that is beyond name, beyond reason. So anyway, so that's that's what we're going to be learning about today, basically. We're going to be learning about this idea that we all have a unique purpose to our lives. And while all Jews, in a certain sense, we have a collective purpose, like we were all given the same Torah, right? The same mitzvahs. So you could say in a sense, like we all have the same mission. We all have to keep Shabbos. We all have to eat kosher, all of those kind of things. Nevertheless, there are specifics. And we do see that as Jews, sometimes you're drawn to a particular mitzvah and you feel like that mitzvah speaks more to you than another mitzvah. And the Ultra Rebbe is going to teach us that this is very possibly because this mitzvah might be associated with your particular life mission is associated with that mitzvah. So let's get into the text and see how the Ultra Rebbe uh, explains this. So this is the end of Epistle 7 of Igar Sakodesh, the final part. And this whole epistle actually began with this whole... uh, uh, this whole discussion of lots of of portions of of everybody having a part in the nation of Israel and all that kind of stuff. And we talked about how that could be possible if God is indivisible. We talked about how, yes, God himself is indivisible, but that he manifested himself in such a way that he could, those, those manifestations are divisible, at least as far as our perception goes and all of that. And we also talked about the collectivity of all Jewish souls, how all Jewish souls have a collective source that was originally found in Adam HaRish, the original Adam, and then later in Yaakov, that was manifest through Yaakov. And so now today, we're going to talk more about this thing of uh, this individuality, this this the, these subdivisions of the souls and how each one of the subdivisions, each one of the Jewish sparks has its own unique mission to it. So uh, so the altar Rebbe begins and he says that e- even though this revelation of through being involved in Torah and mitzvahs is equal for every single Jewish person in, an, in a general sense, right? Because this is what we talked about yesterday. We talked about how Yaakov was like the conduit, the channel through which Torah became manifest, like he it, it got uh, drawn down through him. And this gave the power for every Jew to draw down this godliness. We said, especially during prayer, this is very revealed, right? But really Torah and mitzvahs is the way that we, the, we, we have this ability to, to channel Torah and mitzvahs. And this ability is equal for all Jewish souls. 
because we all there's only one Torah and there's only one law for everybody that's equal to everybody. Nevertheless, this so while that's true in a collective sense, nevertheless in an individual sense, then uh, then not all the souls or the spirits or then or the neshamos. So th- these are different terms for different types of souls, different rungs of souls. The nefesh, nef- nefashos, ruchos, and neshamos. So not all the different souls, basically, uh, generally speaking, are equal in this way. Uh, because this depends on there's different times uh, and also there are Gilgulim. This is like reincarnations. Yes, we believe in reincarnation in Judaism and when they came into this world. So there's a lot of factors at play that really determine like the individual aspects of, of what what is this individual soul that you are. As uh, as the sages taught, and this is in Gemara in uh, in Masechet Shabbos, page 118b, where Rav Yosef said to Rav Yosef, the son of Rava, in what area was your father, meaning Rava, especially vigilant? And Rav Yosef, the son of Rava, he answered, he said he, that he was most vigilant in the mitzvah of tzitzas. So meaning to say, like a person could say, like doesn't Rava like... Um, didn't he keep all the commandments, all the 613 commandments? So sure, but there was something about Sitsis that especially spoke to him. And he was especially vigilant about that. And so too, says the Altar Alter Rabbi, that not all generations are the same. So like different generations, like there's a different emphasis. Like uh, like some generations, there's more of a focus on Torah study. Other generations, there's more of a focus on giving stucca, right? Things like that. And just like we see with the different organs of a person, every organ has a different purpose, has a different, very specific uh action that it does a distinct function so right there's like the eyes that see and the ear that hears and all of that and all those different types of things so too every single mitzvah radiates a certain very specific type of light from god so again the mitzvahs are likened to these organs right and just like the light is for seeing the ear is for hearing we know each one of the commandments has a specific light that it radiates into the world and so even though we know that all Jewish people need to come through uh, different various reincarnations in, until they get to the point that they're going to keep the 613 mitzvahs, nevertheless, there is this idea of being especially careful with certain mitzvahs. And this is just in order to add an additional measurement of vigilance and zrizos, like a, alacrity, uh, and to be like extra powerful with this way. Um to be like that certain mitzvahs you should be even more um more careful with and so this is why we see in that quote in the gemara about rava where it says specifically that which one was he the most careful with so it's not to say like of course rava kept all the commandments but he was extra scrupulous about that particular commandment and so now this particular individual light that comes to individual souls is not in an aspect of rhyme or reason that's that's uh, comprehensible. It's not something that's logical, but rather it transcends it. So this is coming back to what I talked about in the introduction. It's not something that we can find meaning to. It's uh, it's it's beyond meaning. It's beyond sense. It's beyond logic. But rather, why do we have these individual purposes? These individual purposes that, that we have, they arose in God's thought. So it's like just they basically came up in God's thought in a way that it's just, it's, it's godly. It's not, uh, it's not a logical thing. It's not something that the human mind can comprehend. So it's not that there is no, it's not that it's like totally 
meaningless in the ultimate sense, but it's meaningless as far as the human mind can comprehend because it's beyond our ability to reason. It comes from God's thought. And the way that we can understand it down here is if we think about a lottery, because just like a lottery, that a lottery, there is no rhyme or reason. Why does one person win and another person win? There's no logic to it, right? But it's something that from God's perspective, God knows why people win, right? So to kind of like maybe modify this title that I gave to the podcast today where I said, your life has no meaning, I should uh, I should clarify, I should specify that it's not that it has no intrinsic meaning, but rather it has no human mean, meaning. It's not something that is logical. It's not something that can be comprehended by human logic. So the question of what is the meaning of my life, that's not really the ultimate question to ask. The real question to ask is what is my purpose? And sure, we can try to understand the deeper uh, reality that we live in, right? And we can try to, yeah, what is the ultimate purpose of the world, all that kind of stuff. But if we want to really come to the point of like really understanding things in this meaningful human way, that's really kind of going to be beyond our grasp because ultimately the purposes of our lives, the meaning that they have, while they do ultimately have meaning, it's not a meaning that we can ultimately comprehend. It's not something that's based on, on rhyme and reason. It's not logical. It's beyond logic. So that's it for today. And so hopefully that gave you some things to ponder about your life, the purpose of your life, the meaning of your life and all of that. And we will continue tomorrow when we begin a new epistle, epistle eight. I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.